0: Good afternoon, my beautiful souls. It has been a long moment. Um, this is Janae, and today is October the 26th of 2021. I have been on a hiatus as I have been digging really deep into my healing journey And it's been very interesting because I haven't really talked about this a whole lot and especially not on my podcast, but I'm finally feeling after the year mark of having my miscarriage that I'm ready to share some of what I've been doing to help myself heal. And I have my mom here too because we're going to talk about ancestor healing, wound healing, or I should say womb healing, not wound, but wound too, because it's all a wound. Um, Healing the sisterhood, healing the motherhood wound. So we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff today. So that is what I'm here to do. And (laughs) it has been pretty crazy because I had no idea that this was coming. So when I had my miscarriage, last year. um, The big day, it it was honestly not just one day. It was throughout pretty much the whole month of October. It was like the joy of finding out I was pregnant and then very quickly um, having a lot of bleeding start, which was extremely triggering and there was a lot of pain and then having the sadness of realizing that Um, I was not going to be a mother like I thought. And this was the first time that my husband and I had decided to try. And so we were super excited and we, of course, told family. (laughs) And then we had to go back and tell everyone that that was no longer happening, which was really hard to do, especially in the year of 2020, because um, there was not a lot of joy sometimes happening within that year. And Having to go back and tell everyone something even more sad. My dad actually said to me when I called him, he said, Well, I feel like I've lost something. And I was like, You have. We've all lost something. And I had to learn that it's okay to let people grieve with me and that it's not just people pitying me. So it's been quite a long journey. And I will definitely put a trigger warning about miscarriage on the Um, info for the podcast episode. But yeah, we're going to go all over healing and what this looks like. And part of what I started to realize as I was on this healing journey with my miscarriage was that I was healing my womb. um, Because what I think sometimes we don't understand is that we still carry all the DNA of every one of those grandmothers before us. For example, I saw recently in an article, um, I'll have to try and find it again, but I saw that we exist within like our grandmother's womb in like her ovaries. So like we exist long before we're ever really like maybe thinking that we are. And so I started to realize um, because my mother, who is with me right now, Julie, um, she didn't ever have any complications with her pregnancies, correct? Yes. Yes. And so that was really hard because she was with me when I was having the miscarriage, but um I would say she probably felt a bit lost.
1: This is true. And I didn't want her to be scared and fearful and make the situation worse, but I also didn't have the answers and that's a difficult thing for a mother watching her daughter be in pain.
0: So, yeah, it was very interesting. And then learning, um, you know, that some of my grandmothers and great grandmothers struggled with pregnancy and had miscarriages of their own, I felt that this was a good opportunity for some ancestral healing. And seeing that perhaps I'm the evolved version that has the time that it takes to heal the womb and to heal the different wounds around pregnancy, because there is a lot of trauma around pregnancy. And I was blessed with the time to do that.
1: And so I might just add that Janae had started a new job and she was in the middle of a semester of her master's program and so I see that she didn't have the time to really absorb the shock of losing this uh, expectation of joy and anticipation of becoming a parent. So then when I returned in the spring at the end of April and was staying here with her, there started to be a lot of stress on her i could see i could see that something was overwhelming her but i didn't know the answers as to what was the cause of this and i believe as we've talked about it that the time had come for her to mourn that loss and take the time to do that and not let it just be shoved under the rug and or stuffed away in a closet and so though neither of us knew what was coming in the summer, it was necessary so that she would be able to do this healing, not only for herself, but for her, her grandmothers and great grandmothers.
0: Well, it was really interesting to me because as you know, I, I love reading tarot, and I actually knew before I actually even took a pregnancy test because of my tarot cards that I was pregnant. I got the Empress. I got, there was another card that had to do with pregnancy. It might've been the Three of Cups. And so that was actually what clued me in um, besides feeling that maybe I was pregnant, that I was like, okay, I need to go get a pregnancy test. And so I was like very overjoyed and also pleased that it was coming up in my tarot. And then it was very interesting because when I did readings a couple of weeks later, I did get one of the cards that indicates miscarriage. And, you know, some people might look at that and be like, oh, well, like, you know, it was like tampering with things or maybe... um, you know, you're just reading too much into it. But I really think that it was my higher self or God or the universe's way of preparing me for this journey that I was about to go on um, or was going on. Because as I said, there wasn't just one day that the miscarriage was. It was pretty much like kind of ongoing and the irony was not lost on me that it happened in the eighth house, which is what we're also in right now, uh, which is of Scorpio and Scorpio rules death. And so that was really eye-opening to me that I, maybe I didn't necessarily, I can't ever say if we choose these things or not, but I was definitely being pulled into another dark night of my soul so that I could face a lot of healing especially like motherhood wound healing, because I have a really good relationship with my mother, which I feel very blessed to have. And I didn't realize that there were things that even though I love my mom, I am allowed to be upset with her and I can say that even in front of her because we do have a really good relationship. And there were even moments like during this where I was so glad she was here taking care of me because as I talked about in the last episode, the tower moments, I had, I had got the tower card and that always puts so much fear into people. And I got scared because I kept getting it. I got it like two or three weeks in a row And it was really the breakdown that I needed to finally realize that I wasn't grieving my miscarriage. I was just surviving it. And I really had to be pulled under and do this work for even just my grandmothers who maybe never got the time because they were dealing with other children or they were being raised during the depression. I mean, there was there's been so much like war war world wars and different things that have been happening that has been passed down in our dna to us and so we are our ancestors like it's so important that the healing we do for ourselves we are doing for them and we are doing
1: for the world Mm, that's beautiful and and i might just add that it is a physical dna But we also inherit things from a a place of the, you know, the, the question of nature or nurture. The way that somebody is raised is because they were raised that way previously in their own family and going back and going back. And so if it's not just physical, but it's also emotional, then those are aspects that are maybe in the unconscious and we don't know that and just recently if i may share this i was visiting with one of my aunts and she mentioned an experience where she saw her mother who was very upset and she said i had these expectations that my children were going to do this and this or this and this for me for my birthday. And she was very upset. And that was passed on to my mother because I saw that also on Mother's Day and birthdays. But the interesting thing that my aunt said is that she came to the conclusion after observing her mother in this behavior, she said, it's up to me to make my birthday amazing or a Mother's Day. And she taught that to my cousin who she said that's what i do i do that for myself and i i am really grateful to hear that experience from my aunt because it echoes what i saw and that maybe my mother didn't have that entirely um as she she was repeating what her mother was doing unknowingly but i had the opportunity to say yep I'm going to make this a great birthday. I'm buying a cheesecake. I mean, there's many years that the children would, you know, they were there and they were trying to be wonderful and celebrating with me, but I didn't have these expectations that they were going to do something for me out of the blue. And, and we always had great birthdays. We had my own birthdays, I think were fun and the children's were fun. So that is an example of maybe not just the DNA part, but the emotional part that is passed on to us as daughters.
0: What do you think, Oh, I agree.
1: I always tell people
0: expectations are the killer of happiness because whenever we come into something, like birthdays are a great example. Like sometimes we do have these expectations of like, this birthday is supposed to be like this or Christmas needs to be like this. And there's a lot of wounds that at least for me come up around my birthday and Christmas, like childhood wounds. And so it was very interesting because if you don't mind me sharing, uh, my mom just had her last birthday in September and she called me crying and there was a lot of 13 year old Julie that was wanting to come up and be healed. And so there are so many times where we hold those ages within us just because we're now are the age we are doesn't mean that we still didn't experience that because time isn't linear. Um, And healing isn't linear. So sometimes things pop up, and it's uh, our ancestors wanting us to heal them, you know, through the DNA that we carry, this beautiful story that's connecting them to the living still. And so our birthdays are a really good time to go in and do some of those healing for like the sisterhood or the motherhood wound. And part of why I wanted to talk about my miscarriage, because it's been. There's always this part of me that's kind of scared, like, oh, I don't don't want people to pity me or, you know, people are just going to feel sorry for me. But I really have been trying to step into my power with it to see the opportunities to heal with it and how as sisters and mothers and community, we can be there for each other. Um, Because I think it is still death and we get really awkward with death and I think like we hear, you know, everyone's like, oh, go heal yourself, do your healing journey, work on your healing, do how to do the work. And those things are all great, And healing sometimes looks on social media like it's this beautiful, like, oh my gosh, rainbows and the clouds part and the sun shines in. And honestly, it hurts like so bad most of the time. And it's really scary to heal. And I think that's why more people don't do it. Um,
1: And I think that tears are required.
0: Yeah, like, so I tell people all the time, like, people will, I've noticed and I do it too, we apologize for crying and there is nothing to be sorry about with our tears our tears are how we get more clarity. So if you've heard of like the chakra system, I always say like when we cry, we're crying with our third eye. So we're crying with clarity and we're seeing our emotions for what they are instead of waiting to digest them and then, you know, not feel well later in our stomach and things like that. So, yeah, healing is not pleasant all the time and that is definitely what I've been learning over the last about 6 months as I've really tried to just sit with all of these feelings and try to heal and understand like, yeah, even though I have this great relationship with my mom, I still have a motherhood wound. And that's because everyone does. Like maybe some peoples are bigger and some aren't, but we all have that. And part of, um, as I've talked about a lot on these episodes, like the hero's journey, there's also the heroine's journey. And part As I've been researching that, part of the heroine's journey is to heal the motherhood and the sisterhood. And so those wounds come up so much for us. And that's why it is so important that we do be there for each other when we have a miscarriage, but also when we have a pregnancy that's successful. I mean, that was one of the hard things was at the same time that I was having this miscarriage a lot of my nieces were having babies and friends were having babies and of course I was so excited for them and but I also had to honor the part of me that was lost and hurting because of my expectations that I thought I was going to be a mother and I wasn't right away and I know that day will come even if I have to adopt because I know that day will come but It was okay to realize, like, that I'm not, I'm not bad for maybe taking a step out of society for a while and taking this time to heal. And there's nothing wrong with taking that time to heal because I think often people are kind of like, okay, snap out of it, you know, pick you up by your bootstraps and all that kind of stuff, and that's just not how we heal. And I do think that I'm coming to quite a fruition with my healing, where I feel like giving it voice, even right here and right now, it feels so powerful to just say like, yeah, I had a miscarriage and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to judge it as bad or good. And that was one of the things I had to learn while it was all happening, because Julie and I, my mom and I, we have been studying human design and the gene keys and because we're just total nerds like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like on sacred Sundays, we just pull out our books and read and talk about things and get really deep and esoteric. And one of the things that I've been working on, because it's in my incarnation cross, is number 21. And it deals with the shadow of control. And I felt so out of control when I was having the miscarriage. And even you know to this day, feeling a little out of control because I'm like, still healing and I'm not working right now I'm only doing school and you know I'm kind of like what are people going to think and how will I control my life and it's like there's been a lot of amazing lessons that have come out of this experience for me and it's not that I want to maybe relive it per se but I'm starting to find some peace in myself especially since I um, my awesome cousin called me after listening to one of my podcasts and that was seriously one of the most amazing things. like it felt like that felt like Christmas to me. <laughs> and it we had this big long talk and that was, I think so healing to have the opportunity to talk about some of this stuff so candidly because I think people do get really awkward like we're kind of like, what do we say to people about death, whether it's a grandparent or whatever it is, you know, it's awkward. and we've all been there where we're like, I'm sorry. And we just awkwardly, you know, stand there. Um, but what we talked about really helped me get some clarity. And I went back to counseling. So I got into therapy. And thankfully, my school gives me free. Um, therapy sessions, which I'm so blessed for that. So way to go grad school. (laughs) There is some reimbursement on my tuition, I guess. (laughs) And then um, I got on medication and I was really nervous about that because I have been on medication before and I don't always really love that. But I do think that that is a part of some people's healing journey. And I'm not here to judge what even my healing journey is. And that's just where I'm at. And I surrender and I accept that.
1: Very insightful. (laughs) I I just appreciate that Janay is able to be so forthright and honest, but she also teaches me. And I feel humbled because I can learn from her, as well as my other daughters. Each of my daughters have introduced some new component in my life that I'm very grateful for, but especially that that day when she said, well, what's so significant about 13? And then I said, oh, I I know, because, you know, the 13-year-old Julie probably never had any time to mourn any of the things that were happening to her. and." I turned fifty-three, so that means it was forty years ago. That's a lot of compound interest that has been shoved into a little box into a corner, and so. But that that aspect doesn't matter. I I've come to my own understanding that when we can send love back to our various different cells. I remember calling Janae when I was out in nature on, you know, my RV trip and saying, I just figured out something amazing. It was me who sent love to a 25-year-old Julie who was really struggling at the time when my my third baby was born. And I, I said, I... I know who did that. It was me from the future because I had been in meditation and I had this insight. And so not only did I send love back to 25-year-old Julie, but I sent love to 75-year-old Julie because I was 50 at the time. And so I believe with all my heart that we have that ability to send love to our various selves. As well as our other loved ones, I send love to my girls all the time, but I'm hoping that because I've discovered that and shared it with my girls, that they can do the same thing. In fact, Janae talked about sending love to her 16-year-old self because that was a difficult time in her life. So not only was she healing 30-year-old Janae, she was healing and sending love back to 16-year-old Janae and maybe even some other younger versions. Yes,
0: I have done a lot of teenage healing this year, this summer. Um, One of my best friends moved in with me and we're actually both reflectors in human design. So the energy in my house has been pretty crazy. But we both have reflected on how, because we've known each other since we were 12, that we have this beautiful opportunity to heal our teenage selves. And so Healing all of our wounds is so important and we're never going to stop healing. Like, it's foolish to think that we just one day wake up. Yeah, (laughs) It's like, nope, you're never done. So like, I'll even sometimes thought, you know, be like, Oh, I healed that. And then it comes up again. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like I thought I was done with that. So it definitely is not linear and it comes in layers like the onion as they talk about in Shrek. But there's just so much that I do want to Do with this podcast. And I felt, um, I actually felt so guilty for a while because I wasn't doing any episodes and I had kind of promised some people, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start doing it every week. And then this whole tower moment happened, this breakdown. But I always say we have to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. And part of what my breakthrough has been is that I finally feel like I'm coming back from this really darkness, this water like under the ocean and I've I've been drowning but now I'm coming back up to the surface and there is a lot more I want to say and if people I mean if people don't like what I have to say then you know they can listen to a different podcast <laughs> but I also see it as this is an opportunity for me to share a lot of this wisdom I have as a human design reflector um, to be the sage witch that, I have named this to be because I have gone through some crazy stuff in my life and I think that whether I chose it or not doesn't really matter, but what I do with it does. So I'm choosing to speak up more and to use my voice to help others heal and I just really look forward to this journey that I'm going to embark on. And it's very hard as a reflector because if you know anything about human design, reflectors are very go with the flow, which helped me understand myself a lot because I also have the arrow that's the inconsistent arrow. So people will be like, how come you can't just like consistently do this? And I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know why, (laughs) but now I do know why because I'm a reflector. And so I do want to try and commit to having an episode a week Um, But I'm so excited to be able to talk about all different kinds of topics. Like I want to talk more about tarot and astrology and human design and gene keys and mental health because I think that for me, having all these different modalities or I kind of see them as like personality tests, they really help me to feel more solid and to understand my healing and understand that I'm not the only one that goes on this journey. Like my story may be unique in some ways, but it probably resonates with a lot of people too. A lot of other women who maybe have gone through miscarriages or maybe they haven't and they just know someone that they love and that person's hurting and they don't know what to say. And honestly, we don't always have we don't even have to say anything sometimes. like That's what I'm starting to learn is I want to talk all the time and sometimes I need to shut up. (laughs) Sometimes I need to be silent and sit in silence with that person and just hold space for them because I really locked myself away from everyone all summer and I love all my friends so dearly and they you know a lot of them would be like can I come be with you and I just didn't know sometimes I play hostess a lot when people come to my house as you probably know mom yeah. <laughs> we and we it's been like an Airbnb at my house which is fine and it's been fun um but then I I don't have enough energy sometimes to hold space the way I want to as a hostess when people come to my house and so just knowing that like people when people did come and they were willing to just hold space for me was so much of what I needed, I think.
1: I was really impressed by uh, my nephew when he was here and he, he didn't know exactly what was going on, but he knew that it wasn't the same. And so he just, you know, entertained himself. Yeah, and, he was so tender. And, and he just was the loving person that he is. And I was very impressed that a younger person could be so astute to the unknown because he, he did yeah, a great job. because
0: my poor little cousin came when um, every summer I let my cousins come stay with me. And he came during the worst of my mental breakdown where I was literally just sitting in the tub for three days. It was kind of really
1: weird. But, that was for grounding. That- uh, yeah,
0: I ground in the tub. But anyways, he just gave me this big hug and I felt so loved and he didn't even say anything. And I just knew that he, f- he would forgive me because... You know, you know, I normally, when he comes, I make it all about him and I like go buy him all his favorite candy and I spoil him rotten. And same with when my other cousins come, I try to make them feel special. And I couldn't do that this time. And I needed to feel special. And he, by just hugging me and holding space and understanding that, you know, I was going through something that, who, that was seriously such a gift.
1: And, and I would add that These were your family that were around you. I mean, her husband, Justin, was amazing, absolutely amazing. But I also think since we are talking about healing this sisterhood wound, the motherhood wound, my my gut instinct says that there were other guardian angels and, you know, grandmothers looking over her and maybe even her future children, if they are not on this earth at this moment. You know, those, those spirits were here saying, you, you can do this, mom. It's, it's something necessary and for you to come through. But, you know, that, that she was not alone, even though she might have felt like there were times when she was in a very dark, dark, small room by herself. She was not alone, both the seen and the unseen. Yep.
0: Well, anyways, I am going to go for today because I have taken up a lovely 30 minutes of your day. And I do hope to be on this more talking about all the things I love and talking about consciousness and spirituality. And I want you to all know that you are amazing. You are stardust that has evolved to do all kinds of amazing things. So with that, I love you, babes. Take care.